Motown Rundown. Today is Wednesday, October 5th. Recording a bit earlier in the week. We're not quite back on Mondays. In due time, we will be able to figure it out, but at least it's not Friday. Um, we've got a lot to get to in the next couple weeks, fellas. We have uh, the Red Wings and Pistons are starting up here at Little Caesars Arena soon. Uh, the Tigers are wrapping up their season, but um, for today, we've got nothing but Lions. Um, but before we get into all that stuff, what's going on? Everyone fill me in. Wellness check. How we living? Good. Life is I'm good. Switching. What's it called? Sorry, continue. My bad. No, I just said, all, I was, all, 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 I, all I said was life is good. You guys ever have those t-shirts? You know what I'm talking about? With like the little well, life is good. T-shirt. Yeah. 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 Well, those, that's a phenomenal brand. Life is good. Very, life it's a very 65 year old plus brand. Yes. Yeah. 65 year old plus with a hat that does not match. Yeah, exactly. Bad at they the got beach. like the beige blue shirt on, cargo khakis, and then like some random hat from a golf course 25 years ago. <laughs> yes. Dad but. at the beach. Um, we do want to welcome Ryan Collins back to the podcast. I totally forgot that you were not on this last week. But we last week is a loose term because Trent and I literally recorded the last episode on Friday, I think, and it is now Wednesday. But welcome back. Thanks, guys. I feel I feel honored to be on the show every time I'm on it, even though Rav since I fucking hate it. Well, I don't it's not so much that you hate it, but it is it is a little tough when we're trying to do we're trying to grow the Motown rundown and you have a separate project that you care more about. That's the only thing, which is Last, fine. Okay. Because it's uh, no, I, I it's fine because I'm I want you to do whatever you have to do to advance your career, but it's kind of like you know. At a certain okay, point, right. you know, it's hard being the side chick all the time. We're just we want the old Ryan Collins back. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that's why we couldn't get you to. Re- we I know we, I say it every week. Our schedules are so fucked up, but I don't know. Maybe that's why Collins wasn't around last week, because he was doing, you know, he had meetings for sponsorships for Paul Bunyard's army and was recording we and, last minute like three times. And I, you got, I know you guys are only going during the day. I know my work schedule's fucked. I'm not happy about What's it. What's it called? I'll tell you. Rabs, I, I asked you this because you work a lot of games and concerts. Do you prefer yes. like during the season or do you prefer like concert season? Dude, I I do not care for the summer at all. I do not really? care for concert season. Nope. It is the first. So this was my this was my fourth summer that I was out at the amphitheaters with this job that I'm in. Um, and it's, there's a certain element of like, yeah, it's cool sometimes to be outside and be working in that environment, but it gets old really fast. It's cool to be around different tours and to see different shows and hear different music than you would never pay to see. But at a certain point, there was, there were certain times in the, uh, in the summer where I wouldn't even like stop and watch a single song or listen to a single song, but Red Wings and Pistons season is great when the sports season is back at LCA. It's much easier on me for what I do for my job because it's really the same. It's the same thing over and over again. You're just you're just dealing with different quantities of people. Red Wings, especially, it is the same thing every night. The Pistons, like the NBA in general, is more of like a bougie operation and like people show up late and it's all about look at me, I'm courtside and look at me, I'm in the clubs and there always seems to be many more problems with Pistons games, and there's so many more moving parts. But Red Wing season is awesome. It, it is 
great. And I've done two, two of the three home preseason games so far. Um, not a ton of people in the building, like 7,000 ish so far, but it's just great to have hockey back. And it feels like it's, this is like the bread and butter of, of what I do. So it's been, it's been great, but I'm excited for both teams to come back. Like for the hockey games, you're not really in the mix for like the games. You can't really pay. I mean, you can pay attention to the games, but like, I feel like the concerts, you more like can enjoy what's going on on the show. Yeah. I mean, there is definitely, it's not easy to, to like catch the whole flow of a game because I am working while I'm there, but um, you know, I do have some time to stop and, check some action out which is great but yeah depending on the concert we had the who last night they were awful real bad so bad and i know they're old is lc a good concert place yeah oh yeah it is i'm just asking i've I've never i've never heard yay or nay on it know what i mean yeah i think it's a great it's a great spot we've had a quite quite a run here in october Uh, we had the who yesterday we have uh Gorillas tonight, Lizzo the following day. We had Post Malone. Post Post. Did you work the Post week. Malone one? I did not. No. So a lot of people out at that. Yeah, it's that's uh that's right in your wheelhouse with your demographic there, Collins. What does that mean? A lot of the Ryan Collins faithful. I don't know. It just sounds like that. You don't like the, Post Malone? No, I don't. I don't dislike Post Malone, but it's I, I don't know. It's just not my type of music. I do yeah, think I he's talented. He is very talented, but I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. But anyways, good to have you back. We did do a Ryan Collins theme trends trifecta last week. So I know you don't listen to the pod. I know you're not a big, like, I don't like the sound of my voice type of guy, but um, if you want to go check it out, I think it was good. I think you would appreciate it. That's something you guys would not do for me. So that was Trent's idea. Trent, Trent was like, you know what? We'll pay homage to Ryan Collins here, and and we'll do a we'll do a Ryan Collins trends tri, trend trend. Oh, no, we would do like why we hate Ryan Rabinowitz trifecta. That's yeah, that's probably do. you probably would do that. It's probably exactly what you would do. Um, <laughs> but no, it was good. That was Trent's. It was doing every Trent pulled out all the stops to try to get you to listen to the show, but um, of course, I didn't even know this. You guys didn't text me this. Well, that's where we were. It was a test. It was a test to see if you would actually listen, which you didn't, but. I don't even um, listen when I'm on the pod. <laughs> Whatever. It is what it is. I'm over it. Um, but we're back at full strength. In full transparency, Trent is struggling with Wi-Fi connection right now. This is the second time we've had. Oh, look at he's on his phone. Trent, I'm on my phone. I think this is going to work better. Wow. That's amazing what you just did. I don't want to jinx anything. Yeah, well, hey, Collins recorded. No, no, I don't know. I was just going to explain the whole nuance of how we fixed the problem. No one gives a shit. So, yeah, no, what'd you do? Why'd you fix it? What'd you do? No, 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 no. I was gonna I was just gonna ramble. I was gonna do my thing where I just talk. The, the thing that I'm walk- doing right now. Are you so gonna be just, walking around the whole show? Uh yeah, I pace when I talk on the phone. So this is kinda really? like that. This is kinda like talking on the phone. Okay, Trent is on the move. All right. I will well, say I, go ahead. I will say Rabs, uh, good inside baseball on the Who is not good live because I terrible. Like those are the kind of band these guys before they die. You yes. know what I'm saying? Not worth it. They almost died on stage. One of the guys, what's the one of the guys' name? Roger Daltrey, right? Sure. That's one of them. He literally, so they they opened the show last night, and one of the band members, I shit you not, like his actual hearing aid, like his physical hearing aids that he uses in everyday life, 
the battery died. So they started to open the show and then they had to stop the show for him to go backstage and get a battery put in his hearing aid. And then halfway through the concert, he went behind the drum set and sat down and they brought out an oxygen tank for him to get a puff of oxygen to continue the show. It was a fucking mess. And the last song they played was Bob O'Reilly, which is like a very generational song. It's probably one of the better, one of the better like classic rock songs of all time. And it was bad, like actively bad. So that sucked. I would don't waste your money. There are only like 7,000 people there too, by the way, like they, by no means was that anywhere close to being sold properly. Like they could have played that at pine knob and it was, would have looked empty too. So that's sad. Tough. It, it's, you hate seeing guys lose their fastball. Like you hate seeing Tom Brady's <laughs> lost his fastball. His wife wants nothing to do with him. His football team sucks. Dude, he's going to make money in that divorce. You think she makes more than him? Yeah, yes. she does. I don't close. know. I don't know what the barometer is for supermodels. No, it's, it's it's literally it's not close. Like that's why he's taken pay cuts his whole career because he just has his wife makes <laughs> quadruple Tom. what he makes. Whatever, dude. Who gives a shit? It's like it's like tennis. It's like you wouldn't you, you don't realize how much these people make. But it's like yeah, it's a global thing. So it's like worldwide. It's not just American. So like human, it's human. It's it's human. Yes, human. exactly. That's the word I was looking for. Good for them. Good, good for Tom Brady, you scumbag. All right, well, let's get to Lions stuff here today. Actually, shit, should we talk about Michigan State? We always do. I don't want to. They stink. We can mention it. Collins, is it as bad as it looks? Uh, I do think. That was a great question. Called, as it seems right now, they're not making a bowl, which is as bad <laughs> as it can get. Um, The coaching's fucking awful. It just point blank is both sides of the football. The head coaching's been bad. Mel Tucker called a timeout last week on a third and four in the middle of the third quarter when he knew we weren't going to stop him. Didn't it's not like we didn't need that timeout later in the game, possibly if Michigan State was going to end up in store. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the fix is. I think Mel's not looked himself in the mirror. I'm not one of these like weirdos. Who's like, oh, Mel's not the guy. He's still the guy. I mean, you, you just got to make these adjustments. And I'm also not the type of person who's like, oh, it's year three. Like, he took over a shitty real build. And all that. By the way, last year was his first year. I don't even count the COVID year for Mel Tucker. Yeah. Was, anyone who was around that program for that, it was, he literally got there in February. And then it got shut down like a week after he got there. Well, and dude, he, also, that season in general was just a joke. That was the year that Jim Harbaugh was like, yeah, we're not going to play Ohio State this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, just like, okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, I count that year. I'm just talking about the fact that it the, people acting like they – and they want to use his record from that year, which is fine. You can use your record. I'm just saying he had no ability to even develop or have, like, relationships with his players until, like, the middle of September because that's a Big Ten started playing. You know yeah, I mean? and there were a ton. Of, there were a ton of restrictions about yeah. What, yeah, so when you can I, practice. I, like, yeah, so there was a lot going on there. Um, and then last year they find lightning in a the bottle. They have probably the best player in college football on their team, and they were, they they had one of the be- most satisfying years you could have as a Michigan State fan. Other than the fact them getting hammered by Ohio State, that was as good as it could get as a. Michigan safe in and what you expected with this team. But the whole, like, I don't understand the, like, oh, I mean, what a bad contract. Michigan State, how is it a bad contract? They were awesome last year. 
They're 2-0 and against Michigan with Tucker. Their recruiting is completely turned around. This team, they were seven and five football teams the two previous year Tucker got there. Um, it's not going to be perfect in a minute. I understand that. And I'm also in the camp, it should be way better than it is now. They should never lose to Maryland and Minnesota by double digits. Never. It should never be the case that Michigan State, they have enough talent to compete in those games. I thought that was all coaching. But this program is still going on a positive tra- trajectory. It just is. They're getting a bunch of new facilities. So all the like panic with Tucker needs to relax. And guess what? I'll say it. They're going to play Ohio State tight this week. I'll say. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Collins. They're going to ah. play him tight this week. Everyone is all like disillusioned. Like, oh, this is they're going to get the shit kicked out of them. All this and that. I think they're going to play Ohio State tight. I just. So, so needless to say, you like, think they will cover 21 and a half or 26, whatever it is, 26 and a half. I think I think it will be within a touchdown in the third quarter. Okay, I like it. I'd love I keep me keep me around past halftime. Make me get a second walking taco. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> I, I the whole and I have another thing for the people who are like, oh, Peyton Thorne's not the guy. What do you want the guy to be perfect? He's not a perfect. He's not like a top five quarterback in the country. And other than that, he's above average. Like yeah, I, and the reason and the everyone re- is bitching at Thorne because he's not making up for all the other issues on this team. This yeah, team straight up right now Preach. is just not that good. It's just well, not also, that good. If you, and it's if not you understand football from a fundamental perspective, too, it's like last year when you have the best running back in the country, that's just going to help your quarterback naturally. So, like, he obviously is going to be able to run more play action stuff last year. So it's just looked a little different this year. And the team stinks, like you said, Collins. The talent. It's the one thing that bothers me. It's just the talent. I'm not saying they're avoid a talent. I hate that argument, too, because they're not. They have good players in this team. The problem is defensively, they were supposed to take a step, and they have taken a step back. And the problem is they have no defensive rush. The secondary has been bad. And I think there's been injuries in that secondary, which you can accredit that too. But I don't. I honestly don't. I think it's more scheme. Um, but you thought the pass rush would be a little bit better. Winman, I think, is a pretty good player. But if you game plan for him, it's kind of hard. I didn't. The one that I didn't realize until the Maryland game, and they haven't really publicized this in the media very much, is the two other best edge rushers Michigan State have have not played, and then their best interior defense lineman hasn't played the last two weeks. And, and, and that doesn't excuse what happened at uh, Washington, but Bogle and I don't even think Pirowski, number 47 for Michigan State, has played this year, who coming into the season was probably their second best pass rusher. And I didn't even I, I didn't even put two and two together because it was never publicized. But I'm not making excuses for this team. I, I think it's a poorly coached team. They shouldn't be two and three with this roster. I think that's all on coaching. But at the same time, I I, I it's so overreactionary with this whole thing. This program is still going in the right direction, and people will be like, "How oh, they went ten and two. I I would expect this team to get off the mat a little bit, and if they get hammered by Ohio State, whatever the the big test is, if they lose to Wisconsin, this team has fully given up, and that's a, that's when you can start being like, "Did we make a mistake with this Tucker guy?" And everyone wants to be like, "Oh, it's one year." If you have good coaching, you your team doesn't give up. You know what I mean? Yep. So I, I, 
I don't know. I think that's and, and I all the Michigan fans throwing dirt on Tucker and all this stuff. I, I would just wait to talk a little bit. I would just that's wait the to thing. Talk. I you love have it. not yeah. beaten Tucker yet. They everyone has just assumed that this Michigan State team is going to continue to get worse and worse. I think this team's going to get better as the year goes on. I truly do. And they stink right now. So how much better they get is. My, I mean, they might not be good enough to beat Illinois on the road. I'm just saying, I, I, I think they're going to play Ohio State a little bit tighter than people think this week. And I was very negative going into the Maryland game last week. So, I I, I, I just, I think you saw a little bit of positives last week. And, and other than the Minnesota, it's just been little mistakes that just cost this team. This defense sucks. So, I I, I, I hate talking about it right now because I can go on and on. Um, But, I don't know. I think people are overreacting in the general trajectory of this program. But for this season, it's been a poorly coached team, which is something you need to look at in the future. But if they completely give up, then you can start questioning it. I don't think this team is completely given up. Well said. I don't disagree with any of it. There's a lot of time to get right still. and may, and Well, I, I mean, they were projected to go, what's their win total? Seven, seven and a half. And a half. So nationally, nobody really thought this team could compete at that level. And I think within the fan base, we hope that they could. And guess what? They are not doing that this year. And, and it is what it is, which sucks. It, it, it ruins a lot of things that I enjoy about college football and Michigan State being a below average team. But it, it, facts are the facts is people are acting like this team is projected to win like 10 games like Texas A&M. They were projected to go 7-5 and five nationally. So I... I I don't understand what's going on nationally where it's like, oh, this Michigan State regressing to the vote. Like, what? What are we talking about? I don't understand that. I, I think that I think a bowl is still very much on the table for this team. I'm really not concerned about them not being bowl eligible, to be honest. But I like it. I like the energy, Collins. I would love the I would love to see Michigan State play Ohio State close. And I do think that the, that's the one thing about Michigan State teams that I've always admired is like, you know, even when they're they've they seem like they've hit rock bottom, um, which I don't even know if you would call this rock bottom, even though they have looked absolutely dreadful. But they get off the mat for games like this, you know. So we'll see. But that's our Michigan State football minute with Ryan Collins. Good to have you back. Um, we do it every week because we have to. When we talk about Integrity. them when we're good. Yeah, we talk about them when we're good. We have to talk about them when they're bad. Um Speaking of bad, uh, Detroit Lions, we're going to finish the episode today with our Lions talk. That's all we really have for you guys today. Um, so going back to Sunday, I know we didn't have Collins on last week to recap the previous game against the Vikings. Um, but nonetheless, I guess we can just um, stay on track here and, and talk about the Seahawks game. So the Lions fall 48 to 45, which is like a very low scoring college basketball score. Unbelievable game. I was there. Scorigami, by the way. Scorigami, excellent. Um, Trent's brother Brock was there. Um, he was he was back on the booze again, Trent. Oh, wonderful! Back I'm on glad. the booze. He was good though. He was good this game. <laughs> he was he was the the one game that we were there and you had to tell him to sit down a couple of times, dude. Him and Tino drink a shit ton at those games. It's unbelievable. I don't know where they get the money for it. They're just seasoned vets. I don't. Every yeah, time, I don't know, man. I every time they leave the seats and they come back with two beers, it's unbelievable. And they're still. I mean, I don't know how who's well, driving home. But, but, wow, 
it's a mindset. I think you just go into Ford Field. You're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm doing beers. I'm doing beers. Yeah. And just, yes. And they do the bank account is what it is, and you just you go for it. The hardest thing to do in sports is to be is consistency, and they can like every week it's the same thing. Like I, dude, I had a hell of a weekend this weekend. I was at uh, I went to the Tigers game with people from work on Thursday. I was at a concert Friday. Saturday, I went to the Tigers game again. Sunday, I was at the Lions game. Like, it was a long-ass weekend to the point where I was almost not going to go to the Lions game on Sunday, Trent, but I had to do it, and I made it happen. Brought my buddy there for his first Lions game ever, so um, it was a long weekend. Stopped at the Cider Mill on the way home. Stopped at the Cider Mill on the way home, too, and Franklin Cider Mill did a, a cider and donut review. I was pretty impressed. Um, so there was that, too. Look out for more of those this fall. But nonetheless, uh, football game. 48 to 45 final. Um, I so how do I want to begin this? Of course, we can state the obvious here that the defense has been and is pitiful. So I think where where I disagree with a lot of people, and and I'm I know I'm not really going micro here, I'm more so going macro. I really do have a lot of faith in this team. Like, yes, of course. Watching a team score 45 points and watching a team that's led by Jared Goff with a decimated offensive line with no DeAndre Swift, no Amon Ross St. Brown, no DJ Chark, and you really are as depleted as I've ever seen this Lions team offense still put up 45 points and move the ball the way they did and continue to stay in the game all game long despite being down multiple scores at various points in the game. It, it really is hard for me to walk away and to jump on the bandwagon of like all the people want to focus on is how bad the defense is. And when you're losing games like that, I totally understand because it is it is bad. It is really bad. But I, try, I still have juice for this Lions team. I really do. I There's so many... There's so many positives that I've taken away from the offense. And granted, like, yeah, of course it sucks to lose. And I texted you guys after that game, and I was like, we really are just a city of losers, aren't we? Myself included. Because it is just amazing how they always seem to find a way to lose or just, just you know, in whatever capacity to fall up, to come up short. I get it. I really do. But at the end of the day, to put up 45 points in this game and to to be as like buttoned up offensively as you have been all year to be the highest scoring offense and the high with the highest points allowed on defense is a really crazy juxtaposition but i'm curious to hear what you guys have to say and Trent, i think we're on the same page i can't wait to hear what collins has to say because i come away from this game incredibly disappointed frustrated upset that Seattle never even punted. They didn't even have to bring that kid to the game because they didn't need him, which is frustrating and it's embarrassing and it's pathetic. And it's pathetic for Aaron Glenn. It's pathetic for those guys that play on that defense because, you know, you look at all these all these instances of the game of, you know, Rashad Penny breaking two different runs where he was untouched getting into the end zone, which was just like that being said. Like, and it sucks, but. I'm still going into week four or week five here. And granted being one and three, as we said last week, this is not the spot to be in because obviously being three and one, we're feeling great. Two and two, we're fine. One and three. Now it's like, okay, 
you really can't afford to lose many more of these games where you should have beat Seattle. You probably should have beat the Vikings. And now you're going into new England where I don't really know what to make of the Patriots with, you know, having bill Belichick, they're always a threat to win and just out game plan the shit out of you. I don't know if Mac Jones is supposed to play. I don't know. I don't necessarily think that Mac Jones playing makes all that much of a difference with this Patriots team, but nonetheless, to be one and three going into week five is 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 tough to look at in an NFC that's not very good in a division that is not good at all either. And I have I have full confidence in saying that the Bears suck, the Vikings don't impress me at all, and the Packers are whatever. Like they, they there's nothing about the Packers that that scares me. They have been playing relatively well defensively, and anytime you have Aaron Rodgers, you're a threat to win. But I'm just I'm as I wrap this up here, I'm really, really sick and tired of it, of go, listening to the radio and all these different shows that talk about the Lions and they do the SOL thing and they talk about this team like it's the same team we've seen for the past five to 10 years, whatever, because it's it's really not if you're watching games like I am, like I know you guys are like you, you cannot sell me that this is same old Lions or it's just typical, whatever. And, and, and of course, they're, they're not, they haven't been great. They're not winning games. And that's what matters at the end of the day. But I'm, I have been impressed with what I've seen from this team. And usually at one and three going into week five, I'm off the ship. I'm still here. I'm still rowing the boat. Can I say something? I don't, I know I malfunctioned for a while. Hopefully it was still recording. Uh, so <laughs> I think you were good. You've still been in here. You're in here. Well, I couldn't hear you guys for about like five to 10 minutes there. So let's pray. <laughs> um, yeah, Great. we'll see. Um, but look, Rabs, I, I, what the gist I got from me being gone for five minutes is basically that it was a shitty loss on Sunday, but regardless, I still have positive vibes for this team. Is that basically yep. what you said? That's the gist. Yes. Um, and uh, I mean, Sunday is as bad as a loss as you can have in NFL for a team. Yep. I, and I understand the Lions are banged up offensively. It was on the offensive side of the football. What's on the defensive side of the football. So I'm not even to make excuses because the offense rolled. And by the way, I'm going to say this. Say you want about Jared Goff. He is becoming an asset. If you want him here long-term or not, he is becoming a tradable asset if he continues to play like this. So that is one thing to keep an eye out for if you're a Detroit Lions fan, because I think you could actually package him and get like he he's worth something if he's in a play like this. He really is. So um, shout out to him. He played great. I thought on Sunday, other than the pitch six. But um, yeah, I'm to the point, Collins. I'll let you finish. Obviously, uh, I'm to the point where like he's I not wanna... the guy. He's not. He no, no, of course not. <laughs> but it's the Lions aren't going to have high enough of a pick. It doesn't seem. So I, yeah, I don't no, know. Yeah, I almost, you're fine. No, I'm fine. Almost, Another year, just waiting. I almost want to retool the defense as much as you can in this draft and just re up and and no. run it back. But we'll we'll obviously you know that's we'll a that's that a discussion for it. another day. But I agree of course yes, I I agree with you, Trent. Um, but I'll say this. Um, they just gotta win this week. I know we're gonna talk about it. And, and, and Rabs, I I, I kind of agree with you. I'm like this team has the semblance like. Uh, of they first of all they should be three and one which is very disappointing they should they blew that Vikings game they should beat the Seahawks at home every single time 
That should never, ever happen. Um, and, and I at week one they should have lost the Eagles. Whatever. Um, they should be three and one for this stings, but. Like we said, the NFC stinks, and I'm not jumping off just yet. They have to win. The season's on the line this week. They lose this week. Any hopes of them trying to get to the playoffs are over, and it doesn't even matter the progress that they've made, which I think they have within the culture. It's not going to matter if you're one and four. That's the one thing, Rabs. Yeah, things look better. They're still not winning. It doesn't fucking matter if you don't win. I know. I, I, I totally no, agree. No, I, 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 I get what you're saying. Like, but – they're not doing a lot of dumb bonehead things. Like last week was flat out. It just got their defense looked like absolute dog water. And it, 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 lo- it seems like it was Aaron Glenn's fault. Cause basically Sean Penny comes out basically like we knew what they were doing defensively. Like that, that is never a good sign when you're a professional guy. And Aaron Glenn was the guy who got head coaching interviews last year. So yeah. I, I'm assuming he, he, he's going to figure this out. And I know they had some injuries in the secondary. Awarie kind of came in and out. Wakuda made a couple big plays, but still, I mean, it didn't really matter. I mean, they made Geno Smith look like prime Brett Favre. Yeah. It, it, it was ridiculous. So, I don't know much to say. Um, the only positive is that I, it does not, Ben Johnson, I think, is arguably one of the best coordinators the Lions have had in a very long yeah, time. Yeah, and, and I will say this, Collins, because to, to, uh, I wrote this down. Enjoy him while he's here. He's because not. If, yeah. If, if Aaron Glenn is getting head coaching interviews after the team goes three thirteen and one, Ben Johnson is absolutely going to get some looks this offseason if if this continues. So that, offense, that's, it doesn't matter who's out there; they're moving the football. And, no, it doesn't. And exactly. whatever he's doing, whatever their scheme is, if Dan Campbell's involved, they've done a great job with this offense because it's not been healthy all year. Even when they got their still guys in, like in a health situation, their offensive line's been out, and they've still been able to run the ball or ever. So I'll give Ben Johnson a credit, and this offense has played good enough where they're gonna have an opportunity to be in basically every game if they continue this. So this week's a must win. I mean, it, uh, arguably the season I think is on the line if you have any playoff hopes with this team. And the fact of the matter is, even if they lose this week, who expected the Lions to go to the playoffs this year? I didn't. After week one, after week two, I got optimistic because I was like, "Hey, the NFC stinks," and I, I think the Lions. When you watch the Lions, you're like, "Oh, they easily could get one of these playoff spots." But if they're not going to do it, it's not going to rip my heart out of my chest. Like people were like, "Oh, I, I were so disheveled and disappointed on Sunday." I wasn't even in that boat. I was like, "That was a tough loss. That sucks," but like. If you really believe in this regime, they got to come back out here and win. If they beat New England, they'll be fine. If you really yeah. look at their schedule, um, but I don't think the problem is I don't think they're gonna beat New England this week. So I don't. Know. Oh no. Yeah, well, we can get into that stuff later, I guess. I I have some quick thoughts just on this game. Uh, because because here's my thing. So if we back up here on paper. The NFL is such a competitive league to the point where if you tell me you're not going to have your starting running back or your one or two receivers, I don't think any NFL team is going to win any game. I don't care how good your defense is. I don't care. Like, if, you, if you're if you down, you're running back one and your wide receiver one and your wide receiver two, which the Lions were, mind you, they're still banged up on the O-line. 
whatever. Put that aside because I still picked the Lions to win. And and you know what? They had a chance to win and obviously game planned to win and the offense played to win and we stuck to our guns and the defense just let you down. You've scored 35 points per game. I think the next highest offense is like 28. I mean, it's ridiculous. You're just the, – the, the problem is you're allowing 35.3 points per game. And if you do the math there, the Lions have scored 140 points – that is the mo- that's an NFL record through four games. They've just allowed 141 points. Like you 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 can't you can't make this shit up. And and anyone who's been on Twitter this week knows all these stats, so I won't bore people and bog bog down in that. But I've got a loser take on Ben Johnson. I just think like if if the Lions <laughs> if the Lions have another year similar to last year, I think you can you can thank Dan for for laying the groundwork for you, and then you can, uh, you know, keep him on the staff as an associate head coach and promote Ben Johnson a head coach. That's my loser take. That's my loser take on Ben Johnson. I don't want to lose that guy. Seriously, I think he's brilliant. I think he's genius, as Collins laid out. Now, I want to spend a little bit of time on Jared Goff here because. Rabs, you nailed it as far as the defense goes. I, Malcolm Rodriguez is your best player, and you picked him in the sixth round. So that I, I got to see more from Hutch. I will say that. And other other than that, I don't really have more. I don't really that. like how they're using Hutch right now. I'm gonna be honest. Um, he, he hasn't done shit. Everyone, like if you take away that Washington game, he hasn't done anything. It was one quarter too, but I don't like the way they're using him. I I think they're not putting him at a a spot where he can be successful to be honest it's not even just I, much I, okay i think it's i i i, I hear I'll, I'll hear that argument no I just, and i i, I and the one thing like, Trent, gotta... physically physically he does look pedestrian right now yeah he just he, he doesn't, doesn't jump off and people want to like compare numbers like walker hasn't put up the these numbers and stuff physically you see it with walker when you watch Jacksonville play, the two times I've watched him play, you're like, oh, that's a guy. So Hutchinson's going to have to make a little bit more of adjustment. And it's early in his career, and he might. So I'm not going to worry about Hutch just yet. So I, I don't like how they're using them, though. They're putting – I don't know if it's in the steam or he's just going fucking road. He crashes and loses containment so many times. And they play him inside way too much. I don't They do. I said that like week one or two. I'm like, I don't I know, know why saying, they line him I don't up inside all the time. It. They fucking drafted this guy to be your edge rusher. Not a guy who is playing inside. I hate Yeah, it. so uh, that, there's there's the hutch talk for the week. I don't know. I, I assume we're I'm not have... I'm not gonna like give up on it. And I'm No, I'm not either. I'm not either. I just think at some point, like, dude, this is the NFL and, and like the people have like misconstrued after week one when Michigan State like Lions fans are being dicks about Hutchinson to the fact now that we're what five weeks in, four weeks in. Yeah. And other than that one quarter. It hasn't looked great. I'm sorry. It just hasn't. It has, nope, you're right. Call a spade a spade. He has so, not looked like. And, and, and if you're your sixth out, round pick is out playing the guy, so that's that. He is. He is not impacted this defense at all. So, uh, and that's a lot for rookie, and he's had a lot of time left in his career. But we can call spade a spade. It has not looked great so far. Agree, agree. So I do want to spend a quick second on Jared Goff because, as you mentioned, Rabs, he's the least of your worries. And, and Collins, you mentioned this too. 
we know he handcuffs the offense a little bit because he can't. He's he's not super accurate down the field. We know all that. We're past At that. All. I think I think we are past that because he's got a little bit of that Jimmy G syndrome where like nothing looks great. But at some point, we're a quarter of the way through the season, and when is it a big enough sample size for this kind of stuff to matter? He leads the league in touchdown passes. The other guys at the top are Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow. That's the top five, if you if it, like with along with uh, your boy Jared Goff. So I just think when you're leading the league in touchdown passes, you're third in passing yards, you're eighth in QBR. And your touchdown interception ratio is eleven to three, and the team's one and three because the defense just stinks. That's heartbreaking to me, given the fact that last year Jared Goff, Jared Goff's—I don't want to say incompetence because that's unfair to him, but just like the handcuffness that we talk about last season kept you from winning games, like that Steelers tie, for example, where he had sixteen yards at halftime. It's like now you turn around and this season he's playing great and the defense just sucks. They, they give up 35 points a game. And it's just like at, at some point it's like – and and I know it through the pick six. You take the pick six out. Is 41 points good? Is 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 allowing 41 points to Geno Smith Seahawks any better? Like so, so we know the defense is the problem. I just wanted to give Goff some credit there. And lastly – my, my one big takeaway from this game, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but it was it was TJ Hawkinson, man. Keep that guy in the mix, please. I know he's not going to have eight catches for 179. That's a Lions record, by the way, for a tight end, 179 receiving yards. Pretty awesome. I know he's not going to have eight for 179 and two touchdowns every week, but can you cut that in half? Can you give him four or five catches a week for, you know, 70 yards and one touchdown? I think that's doable. I, I seriously – I. On paper, and I, I not even on paper, I test everything. TJ Hawkinson is a top three player on your team, so utilize him. I don't like I, – I think he can go over the middle and sit down, and it's a free five, six yards every single play. So I just hope that this week they're able to take the tape and go into, go into the rest of the season, especially against the Patriots here, in a must-win situation, as Collins mentioned. Use your tight end. He is such think- a match. He's Trump, a matchup th- nightmare for defenses. Go ahead, Collins. Trump, what do you think they're going to do with him with his contract? Because I'm actually very intrigued what they're going to do with him. Yeah, it is intriguing because he's a Quinn pick. I mean, as, as as high of a pick as he was and as talented as he is and everything, the fact of the matter is he's just he's not a Holmes guy, and that stuff really matters, particularly in the NFL. I think they'll keep him, though. I do think I, they'll I, – I, I, For I, a minute, I, I almost felt like we were tanking his stop because they weren't throwing him the football at right. all. And yeah, he yeah. honestly he wasn't great last year. So I mean, no, he wasn't. But I think no, he's I, a I, good player, and uh, I he he was awesome. That's and, and stepped up in a situation where there was no other weapons, which was a lot of times last year, and he wasn't able to do that. So shout exactly. Out. I mean, even going into this game coming up here, I I still think you're going to be without Swift, and then God knows what does it matter, do. dude? Is Jamal Williams just as good as Swift as he might be? Well, that's the thing. You they didn't you even really a, go. It, they was like they weirdly used him too. They weren't going to him all the time. Like after the after the first possession that he I don't even think it in, matters. They didn't they use, use him for the next two series at all. No, Collins. That's my point. I I don't when you have Ben Johnson's a fucking genius. It yeah, looks he's like a, he's been really good so far. 
So I just, I uh, Jamal, I love Jamal. Jamal had a great game too. Yeah. So it's just he had a couple know, bad drops. Well, you know what though, my yeah, my dad was killing him for that. I'm like, dude, that's that's how he does. Throw the ball to your receivers. They didn't have any receivers. I get it. So it's just it was a weird situation. Uh, they didn't even say Brown back this week. TV. I don't know. I have no idea. I hope. I, I his injury didn't seem that serious. It was kind of a precautionary thing. See if they thought they could beat the Seahawks without him. I thought the whole world thought they could beat the Seahawks without him. I think he's got to come back. He'll he'll come back this week. I think. Well, I mean, positive is that you Jacobs back. It seems like this week. Yeah, Jerry Jacobs is coming back. I don't know if it's going to be this week though. I think he's practicing. I, I saw that. Yeah, but I think he has to sit out till week eight, doesn't he? Because he was he started the season on. I thought the IR thing is like four weeks now. I could be wrong. Well, I know that, but I thought he was on a different list. I I don't know. Whatever. So so this also is the first week Jamison Williams is eligible. He's obviously not going to play. There hasn't even been any chatter chatter about that. But um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any more thoughts on that Seahawks game. I thought Jamal Williams played great. I thought Hawk played great. I think this offense is awesome. It's number one in the league in scoring, and your defense is 32. Check the film. There's 30 – or check the list. There's 32 teams in the league. So they're dead last in defense. Got to be a little better. Got to tighten some things up. Because seriously, guys, I'm at the point where – and I don't know if we have to have this discussion or not. I think Aaron Glenn is fine. But this is the NFL, so if the Lions are one and four going into the bye, I, he might get canned. I, I, it's, no. it's that defense is that bad though, Collins. Like it's, no, it it's has that- been. I what's it called? The one thing I I will say this, and I kind of said this in Michigan State. I I'll kind of go the opposite way. I don't think in the bad seven there's like a lot of talent on this defense. Like I well, really don't. And so dude, as bad as bad as zero, it was, and especially now that you have breakers out for the year now too. And yeah, so when you don't have like the safeties and the defensive backs that they need, I, I, I get when it struggles. And, and Tracy Walker has been all right, but like when's the last, like ever since Glover Quinn and Quandre, they really haven't had like a, a great run support safety. And I like Tracy Walker, he's pretty good, but like a guy can do both things. So I, I, that's the thing that they're going to need to address this offseason. They need another linebacker. As good as Rodriguez has been, he cannot. He doesn't help you in the pass game. Really doesn't. He's a he's a very one dimensional player. Um, I don't know. I I I don't know how this gets better. I'm not a genius, but I'll tell you something. Giving up forty fucking eight to the Seahawks is embarrassing. No punts against Geno Smith. And I like Geno Smith. I don't think Geno Smith is that bad, but still, Geno Smith should never do that to anyone. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean that's that's the that's true and I'm glad I'm I'm happy someone brought up zero punts cuz someone had to do it. And also before everyone get, you know, I, I we have to mention the third down thing where they stopped. Oh they, yeah. They, they replayed it. If man, if you go back and watch the Seahawks heard that it was blown dead and didn't play the play. So the Lions didn't get a stop, but uh Whatever it look, it was bad in real time. It was frustrating in real time. Oh, Apparently, was... Dan Miller lost his shit. Oh, Dan I... Miller! I I wanted to say this to you guys. I listened to the first half on the radio because I was at work. Dan Miller with the whole kicking situation. I think he wanted that guy injected into space. It was all time. It was yeah. all time. He's like, this is unbelievable. 
is this guy a professional? Like it was, you, I thought Miller was going to lose his mind. Dan Miller, you the whole day is like this defense. It's embarrassing. Like he was so critical. It was great. I'm glad that someone brought up. Well, first of all, the third down thing, I was obviously at the game. The play clock was fucked up. I don't know what that officiating crew was embarrassing too. Like just, just so, so unprepared, not proactive at all. Just, just, just terrible. And the third down thing, like, yeah, of course, it's always something new. For, for the Seahawks to score that easily as they did on that replay third down is unacceptable. But the the looking in the stadium, there was something wrong with the play clock. I don't know where the where the discrepancy was. It took them two hours to talk about the intentional grounding, which I don't know why the I don't know why NFL officials have such a hard time calling intentional grounding. It's a rule. It's been a rule. Like how do you not know? The, the kicking, though, and I, I I literally said this last week. I said this to Trent la- last week. This whole thing is going to bite you in the ass. It's absolutely unacceptable the way that they view the kicking of, and I'll say it again, you bring three kickers in the camp, one gets cut. It's a competition, a competition between two of them. Both of the kickers are always guys that were like cut from other teams halfway through last year. And then you always take the wrong one because the one you pick is gone by week six. And I think Riley Patterson was like six for six on kicks last week for Jacksonville, who you decided to cut. I don't know who this guy's name is. Does it kind of anyone give me the name of the kicker that kicked for the Lions this week? Everly. He's already cut. What's his first name? I don't know. Um, don't know. Okay, whatever. Jordan Eberle. That's he plays for the. <laughs> he plays in the NHL. This Eberle great, guy, uh, great shootout guy, Jordan Eberle. Yes, yes. This Eberle guy that kicked for the Lions last week. I I want names as to who. Where number one? Where did he come from? Where did they find him? Because this is like a very replacements ask like player to me, like Shane Falco type of deal. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know where he came from. And I hope he listens to this because I have never in my life seen someone that is worse at their job than this man was at kicking footballs for the lions on Sunday. And the worst part of it was he actually came out during halftime. They were doing some um, ceremony at halftime for people who have survived cancer. They brought him. He he had the audacity to go out on the field during that ceremony because of how bad he Dude, was in the all first the half. All the special teams do that, Rab. Stop. But he he was missing Collins. He was out there by himself with the tee and was missing field goals with no 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 one lined up, no snap, nothing, missing kicks by himself at halftime. I hope he listens to this podcast and I would like to know what his Twitter username is because I hate to, I hate to say it that man, if he wants help creating a LinkedIn, I would be more than happy to give him advice on how to create a professional. He will never Mr. Eberly, you will never again kick in the NFL. So I know that this was probably your lifelong dream of getting here and all this stuff. This is a really, I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) It's the National Football League. You don't get to come in off the street with your tattoos and smiling and grinning <laughs> on your kickoff. And you come in here like I'm just gonna call. Oh, I'm just out here to kick. With I'm having your a good tattoos. time. Fuck, fuck you. 
you're horrible. I hope his family listens to this too because your oh son, God, your man. son will <laughs> never again kick in the National Football League. He won't kick in the CFL. He won't kick in the fan controlled football league. He won't kick in the USFL or the XFL. I Collins, how the he has no, one he job. Raps, he got cut. Horrible. Like one of guy, the worst kickers I've ever like seen. This guy killed your family. He might as well have because oh to miss the God, first the Jesus. first time you have a chance, it was a gift. I don't know who he knows in the Lions, or it's probably a Rod Wood guy that he knows. Some some relative of Rob Wood knows this guy. How he got the chance to kick on this team is beyond me. To miss the first extra point of your life in the NFL the way he did, then he missed another one. I think he missed a field goal. And in every single kick this guy made the, and the kickoffs, how do you not have Jack Fox kick the ball off for you? Can someone explain that to me? You have the best player in the National Football League on your team in Jack Fox, and you let this schmuck with his fucking tattoo sleeve and grinning and running around the out there. Kicking every single no, ball he was going out of bounds. Well, it just is absurd. Wait, wait, hold on, Kickers, tattoos. I don't mind the tattoos, but he looks like he looks gross. He looks what? disgusting. <laughs> he looks horrible. And if you're not going to dress for the job and you're not going to properly what? clean yourself up to play, then you shouldn't be. I do. I want to know that if I was in the That's press conference, player. if I was in the press conference with Dan Campbell, how is the first question you don't ask? Where the fuck did this guy come from? <laughs> Who has he kicked for before? Did he even play in college? You, you're telling me you couldn't find another kicker in the league that has ever kicked <laughs> that you could have on the field that would at least make the appearance that he knew what he was doing. Because this guy, and again, I hope I would like someone that listens to this podcast, find his Twitter handle. And I get it. I'm no, not in the NFL. No, I'm overweight. I'm not the best looking not guy in the world. I don't guy. make as much money as this guy did to kick during this game. I get it. Oh, it's, or at least I got to play in the NFL. Fuck you, dude. What you did is not playing in the NFL. That was horrible. Dude, he'll he never play in the NFL I don't again. know what we're doing, Raps. He'll never, he'll never get another chance to kick in the NFL. He'll never play another snap of football in his life. That was it. Who are you that saying was this it. To? So I hope his this. I hope his family was there and got to watch him play the one game because that's it for you. He's going to be okay. in whatever he'll, he'll be a financial advisor, just like all the other guys that couldn't make it in the league. And I'm sure he'll live a great life. And he'll get to tell the story of the one time he got to put a Jersey on and pretend like he was a football player, because that was the worst thing I've ever seen. He should be embarrassed. That was he maybe one be. of the harshest things I've ever heard. Rabs. I don't care. He should be embarrassed. I've that's never seen anything like Chip it in my Hill. life. No, Chip Haley thought you wanted Chip Hale dead. I did call I did call for Chip Hale's life. I I this this guy I don't want dead. I think him having to live the rest of his life knowing what he did is punishment enough. It's like Jeffrey, like people wanted Jeffrey Dahmer to get the chair. Well, it's probably better that he had to live with himself in jail. This guy should have to live forever, knowing what he did on Sunday. Um, Lions at Patriots this Sunday. <laughs> Um, we'll get to the picks now. The spread, the Patriots are a three-point favorite. The over/under is forty-five and a half. Um, I'll open it up. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look at uh, what the the records are here in just a second. We do have to do um, our mortal human locks as well. I think everyone got killed last week. I I know that I had Trent and I both had the Lions and under. Collins had the Lions and over. So Collins sits at five and three. 
Trent sits at six and two. I am at four and four. So since I am the loser of the group, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to bet Lions overs until the cows come home because they they score a million points and they let up a million points. So I'm going to take that. And this is my Matt Patricia revenge game with the Lions plus three. I am taking the Lions. No questions asked. I don't. The Patriots have not impressed me. They're a shell of what they were. I don't know who's playing quarterback for these guys. I don't care. It could be Brian Ho- Brian Hoyer, Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones, or the kicker we just talked about. I don't give a shit who the quarterback is for New England. This is a win for me. It's as Colin said, your back's against the wall. Show me something. They have to win revenge this week. game. Let's do it. Win. They have to win. And I Someone think they're going. Go- I think they're going to win. I think Zappi, it sounds like Zappi's gonna play. Nice. <laughs> he killed I, I, Michigan State. Yeah, they still won by 30. I know. Um, they killed them, though. Uh, what's it called? Because I think Hoyer got a concussion, and I think they're in a track down on the protocol, which they should, um, <laughs> as they should. Um, But, yeah, Zappi will probably start. I actually like the Lions in the under. New England has a pretty good defense. They really do. So I I, I like the Lions in under. I think it's a, it's going to be a close football game. I, I, I like the Lions to win this in, like, 14 to 10. I think it's going to be ugly. Yeah, I'm like scary and lockstep with Collins because Rabs, to your point, like the obvious thing to do is bet the over because the Lions have the number one offense and the number 32 defense. Like it literally can't get any more. Right. Like that's just what it is. So it doesn't matter what the number is, bet the over. However, this is just one of those games that's going to go under because it's in New England. And it seems so obvious that it's going to go over. You got Matt Patricia calling plays for the Patriots. I don't see them scoring above 17 points. You've got Jared Goff. I, I I don't know. I don't care. As Collins mentioned earlier, I don't think it really matters who you got running the ball. The Lions are just going to be able to move the ball. So I'll take the Lions to win, but I do think it's going to be low scoring or, or relatively low scoring compared to their 45 48 bouts uh, as of late. So I'll take the Lions. I'll take the under. And, and Rabs, actually, one last point. I don't think it matters who plays quarterback either for the Patriots. Nothing they do scares me. So I'm pretty confident. I'm scarily confident in the Lions. This, I, I, Foxborough's a tough place to win, but let's ride. They have to know. win. They have to. They, they do. I guess that's the thing. It's a must win, and I think Dan's going to treat it that way this week in, in, in practice. So get after it. Lions win. I'm flipping. I'm taking the under. I mean, I, I'm I, sorry. I think, that's I, the, I think, no, that's okay. I think that's the play. I really flipping, do. Because the over so obvious, I'm flipping. It's okay. painfully I'll obvious. Lions under. I'll have Lions and under. Um, let's do the, the human mortal locks. Um, Trent is one and four. Trent, you had your first one of the year last last week was the Cardinals plus a half. I, I rode that. That was a genius pick. I took that. I don't remember who I had last week. I am one and four as well. I have been so bad on mortal locks and for people at home that are new to this whole mortal lock is like, this is a win. Like if you're going to bet one thing that you hear from my mouth, this is the game you bet. And I have only been correct on one out of the last five that I have said on this podcast, I'm embarrassed. So I would actually, it's actually probably advantageous for you to do the opposite of what I say here. I have a couple different games that I like that I'm going to pick through, but Ryan Collins is five and zero. Illinois plus seven, genius last week. I don't know how he. That was the one game too that I did not tail Collins on. I've tailed his mortal locks every single week, but last week 
But I'm they back won by the 24. Their head coach got fired after. It was perhaps the biggest human mortal lock of all time. So, Collins, you're the leader. I will let you lead no, off. Don't, you... I don't have a game yet. I don't have a game okay. yet. Hold on. Can I, can I ask you something, Collins, just yeah. man-to-man? Yeah. B, BYU is on the road at Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. That I, You have to take Notre Dame in that spot, right? I mean, that it's makes no sense. It's a very weird line. It's a very it weird It makes line. no sense. So you have to the take thing Notre about, Dame. I, I will say this, me betting this entire year, I bet you uh, if my, my record – it's probably really, really good, but every time I push the chips in, I've lost on my bid bets. So I'm probably like down collectively on the year. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but ugh, look, I mean, is at, that does that not stink? Like, like why they're yeah, but BYU is the 16th ranked team in the country. I don't know. I feel why like would they it didn't matter? Play last week, so no, they played North Carolina last week, didn't they? Maybe I don't fucking know. Look, hey, check, I'll check if they lost, but I don't know. That's weird. I I don't think BYU is very good to be honest. Really? Okay. Well, here's here's my mortal lock. I had a couple different ones. I, I was toying around with. I tell you what, the Lions under my was. Once you guys started talking, I was like, this could be mortal lock material. What else did I like? I I was liking. God, I hate betting on Michigan State, but Michigan State plus twenty seven is. Was close. Here's my oh god, but you know what? I also like too. I like the TCU and Kansas over. Um, I like the Texas and Oklahoma over, but I'm gonna take Oklahoma plus seven as a home dog as my mortal lock. I think it. I Oklahoma. Oklahoma would, that's at the Cod Bowl. That's not. That's a neutral site game. Okay, so we are gonna take that off the card. That is no longer my mortal lock. Okay. Um. um well, I kind of like taking the Cod Bowl just to remember. That's that's a really that's a shame that I completely overlooked that. Oh God, Trent, do you have one? Of course, of course. I listen. I stay in the NFL. I don't go to college. I, I give yeah. that precursor every time because you guys are like college football geniuses. AK, you're, you're college football genius. No, Collins is. I am not. Given, well, Collins's record this year is unbelievable. Collins is excellent in college football. Yeah. Ryan Collins, you are Mr. College Football. Um, I will say this. Lose this uh, week, no. <laughs> my pick this week is pretty simple. Uh, I'm, I'm going down to Nashville soon. I've got love for the city. I got love for the Titans. Titans are two and a half point favorites against the Washington Commanders. Commanders stink. They're maybe the worst team in football right now. So give me Derrick Henry and the boys to win by at least a field goal. Uh, I, I don't know. I think that's a lock. I think that's an absolute Minus two lock. and a half? So, yeah, I like it. I You know what else I like? And I'll go out on a limb and I'll, I'll – Can you guys hear me? Fuck. Yeah. Did no, I cut it, out yes, again? It cut, no, okay. for a second it did. What else do you like? It was just, the suspense I, I, is building. I like Ravens minus three against the Bengals. Everyone's got a – everyone's popping one for the Bengals right now because they won <laughs> two in a row and they're like back. Look, I, I've got this thing with the Bengals that, like, I just don't trust them because I think the Ravens are going to win that division for one. But So this is a huge game. But, like, they went 10-7 and seven last year. It's not like they went, like, 12-5. and five. They had a lot go their way. Every single playoff game was – That's a big hill that not you a die lucky on, win, but like, No, I just, I just don't think the Bengals are, like, world beaters. They got really, really lucky last year. The Chiefs didn't score in the second half of that AFC championship game. Like, what? I don't disagree. I, I, I don't know. It's just 
it's just a lot of anomaly, a lot of anomalous things happen for them to get to that Super Bowl. And they almost pulled it off. The fact they almost pulled it off is, is gross. But hey, I like the Ravens by a field goal at least uh, Sunday. So those are those are my two. But my, my official for the card is Titans minus two and a half against Commanders. All right, okay. I'm done talking because my connection's terrible. So you okay. guys can close it out. Collins. So you have BY. What is your mortal operabs? Dude, I. Uh, God damn it. You didn't say Gosh it. damn it. I know. Um, fuck. Gosh. Um, um, mm, um, ah, fuck it. I'm taking the over in the Kansas TCU game over 68 and a half. That's going so under look bet responsibly 1-800 gambler. If you have a problem, I would advise, this is my immortal lock. I would probably advise betting against it. There is under no circumstances should you listen to anything I have to say when it comes to gambling at this point with the mortal locks, but I'm taking the Kansas and TCU over 68 and a half. Rabs, just make the lions under your mortal lock. You're more confident in that than you are in what you just said. I know, I know, but I, I don't want to double dip. I don't want to double dip. And I had the, I had the lions over and then I flipped. So I clearly not that confident on it. TCU, Kansas over 68 and a half. I almost had that game as one of mine. I don't understand why Kansas is seven-point dogs. Um, I think people are just buying into the old way of Kansas. Plus seven, I would take that. That's not my mortal lock. My mortal lock is Tennessee minus three in Death Valley. Wow, really? That's ballsy. That's balls on the table. LSU is not good. They're not. And I really, I think they're getting a rude awakening this week. I know... Death Valley is probably the hardest place to play in college football. I just think Tennessee wins by a touchdown here. I think if you put this at four and a half, I maybe stay away from it. But um, I don't think LSU can score the points that and stay with Tennessee. I think this is going to be uh, – I could see Tennessee going away and winning this game. I think Tennessee and Hendon Hooker are pretty good this year. And I thought about putting Michigan State in this. 27 is way too many points. It's way too Me many. Me too, points. dude. I was thinking that too. Um, I don't. The, Michigan State is not completely dead, dead yet. I get if this is like two weeks before and they already lost the Michigan or something. I don't think this team is dead, dead yet. I'm not saying they're a draw and beat Ohio State. Twenty seven. You're giving them twenty seven at home. I don't know. That seems like a lot, but my uh, more lot is Tennessee minus three. I think they're gonna kill LSU. Okay. Book it. I'll be tailing, guys. I'll be tailing. I, you guys have uh, well, Trent has not been good, but I haven't either. So whatever. Anyways, um, okay, that is it for today's episode of the Motown Rundown for Trent Bailey, and welcome back, Ryan Collins. I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. Um, what else do I usually say in this piece? I'm, my mind scrambled. Um, join the conversation on Twitter at Motown underscore Rundown. Submit your questions, comments, concerns. You can also. I wouldn't say send death threats to the former Lions kicker, but I can't stop you from doing what you do. So um, you can join it on Twitter. We're also on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the show. We are exclusively on Spotify for the time being. New episodes every single week where we talk Lions. Um, Next week we will do Pistons season preview, maybe. Definitely Red Wings season preview next week. Uh, Tigers season recap. We will talk Patriots and Lions and preview. The Lions on a bye week after this week. Yes. Wow. Crazy. Okay. That's it. Thanks for listening. We love you guys.